Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Christian Call Center where Jesus is on the main line and we're online too. Man, we are back. We back in this thing. We we just wrapped 10 episodes. We took a week off. We recorded our first live. Y'all, how are we feeling? We are good. H-E-R-E. We are back. Top out. Top out. We're not going to skip over Joe just dropping a rocket power reference right there. I love it. I love it. Shout out, to, shout out to Rocket right. Power. Who watched Rocket Power when we were kids? If your right. answer is not you, you living wrong. <laughs> Where have you been? But nah, y'all, I'm proud of us. We really did that. Yeah, that was fun. It was fun. We definitely need to do that again because that well, was a very, very... First of all, that was a fun episode and that was one of our most popular episodes. So, it so was. people like the live episodes. All right, That so is very really, true. So... Preparing for these next set of episodes, y'all. What should we do now? I mean, it's it's summer. So, I mean, what's everybody's summer plans? You know what everybody else is doing. You know, everybody trying to have a high girl summer. Or they getting married. There have been a lot of weddings in the summer. That's definitely a thing that happens. Look, I'm not trying to have a hot girl summer. I'm trying to have a holy girl summer. Which means I need to find my Boaz so I can get married like everybody else. <laughs> what does that even mean, bro? No, for real, because everybody talk about they want they Boaz, but like, do y'all even do y'all even have y'all even read that scripture for real? <laughs> well, to be honest, I feel like people just talk just to talk. Like they just hear things from other people. Like, oh, I need this, oh, I need that. Like you know the common ones. Like I need to be a Proverbs thirty-one woman, or I need to. Or I need my Ephesians 5 man or whatever people be saying, but not really understand the context of it. So yeah, like I'm like Ruth. I'm kind of confused about like what does it mean to be to be Ruth? Like, have y'all read that 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 book? I mean, we Christians, let's pull our Bibles out right quick. Cause because I, I feel like I feel like some 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 education needs like, to take place. Like, right. help me get an understanding with a lot of this stuff here. Because, I mean, if we if we really want to talk Ruth right now, Ruth literally waited a bunch of years because her husband died. Her, fa- her father-in-law died. Right? And then they went and they they went into, I think, what was it? Her mother-in-law's homeland? Or her mother's home. No, her mother-in-law's homeland. They went, went to the, there, the country of Moab. Yeah. And then had to go, had to, had to wait for her husband. Be like, oh, they went back to the, their people. And then the mother-in-law was all depressed because she lost her husband and her sons. And, her son. so what and she was like, I can't, I can't, I can't give you another husband. So you got to find the one on your own. So you're saying you gotta like she tries to send to the homeland, right? So it's either I gotta go back mm-hmm. to Africa, or I gotta go to the Caribbean. <laughs> Basically, I mean, I don't know if, if that's if that's what you feel like. 
if that's how you feel being Ruth is, <laughs> I don't know. So wait, cause like Naomi, she sent two. She tried to send them both back to where they mm -hmm. came from. Yep. One went, but Ruth stayed. Yep. So right. was it her obedience to why she got her Boaz? Like, can somebody help me understand? I th I think that's what people say. They're like, it's it's because she was she was dedicated to to staying with Naomi and keeping and like like I mean this is the woman that birthed my first husband so I guess I'm a I'm a stick close to her because she's following the right path so if I follow her then I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a new husband I don't know I don't know yeah so what sorry go ahead go ahead Joe no go ahead no, I'm saying I think because I remember, you know, we we studied this a lot back home. And if I remember correctly, I know that there was a lot to the story of Ruth. Like not only because first you got to start with the mother-in-law, Naomi, because the story kind of started with her husband and her children. How, you know, she was following her husband um, despite the decisions that he was making. So like he had chosen, I can't remember exactly like what was going on it, but if I remember the story correctly, had a they were, the land. huh? They had a famine in the land. Right. But everything that was happening, I think was in accordance to the word of God. Like I think uh, like mm -hmm. there, there were like prophecies and stuff that was spoken and it was told to them, like, this is what's going to happen, but there will be like an end to this kind of thing or whatever. And then like, he was, to leave even though Naomi was like in her mind she felt like she wanted to stay because if, if the Lord is saying this was supposed to happen why should we leave out of the word of God correct me if I'm wrong because I think that's the story um I'm pretty sure you're right but we gonna, we yeah. gonna read it I'm, I'm, I'm gonna read from the amplified version um okay. the early verses it's like okay so like you said, it was prophesied that there was going to be a famine in the land. It said, in the days yeah. when the judges governed Israel, there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem and Judah went to live temporarily in the country of Moab with his wife and two sons. Mm -hmm. The man's name was Elimelech and his wife's name was Naomi. And his two sons were Malin and Chilean. They were from Judah. They went to Moab and stayed there. Um, okay. And then Elimelech died, left Naomi with the two sons. The two okay. sons took wives of Moab, Ruth and Orpah. They lived there 10 years. The sons died. So Naomi was left with her two daughters-in-law. And then she was like, okay, we're going to leave, go back home because she heard that God had relieved the famine like he said he was going to do. Right. So she was like, okay, I'm going back home. But she said, look, I'm going back home Y'all can stay where y'all are from because I don't want to take y'all with me because I can't give you new husbands. And Orpah said, all right, bet I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay home with where I'm from. But Ruth said, I'm following you. She said, if I go to the verse, um, Ruth 115. Then Naomi said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Turn back and follow your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or to turn back from following you. For where you go, I will go, and where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. May the Lord do the same the same to me 
as he has done to you, and more also, if anything but death separates me from you. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. So the two of them went on until they came to Bethlehem. And when they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole city was stirred because of them. And the women asked, is this Naomi? She said to them, do not call me Naomi, which means sweetness. Call me Mara, which means bitter. For the Almighty has caused me great grief and bitterness. I left full with a husband and two sons, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi, since the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has afflicted me? And they arrived in Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. So they got back to Bethlehem just in time for all the food to be back. Right. So Ruth was like, I'm staying with you. Whatever happens to you happens to me. So what's the so what's the connection of Ruth and Boaz? Like, where does that come in at? Okay, so Boaz was, let me see, if when we in Ruth 2, now Naomi had a relative of her husband, a man of great wealth and influence from the family of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth said to Naomi, please let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after one of the reapers in, whom, in whose sight I may find favor. So she was like, if I go work, I might find a husband if I go work, basically. Mm. So her intention... So her intention was, if I'm understanding correctly, or at least I was, might. It said I may find. It said I may find favor. So I don't know if it was favor to find a husband or if it was favor just to find food so they could be able to be all right. But she said, "In whose so sight I may find favor." Putting herself in 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 the place to be noticed, basically. In position. Okay. Okay. We get somewhere. Come on now. Keep talking. Keep reading. Come on. Okay. And then it said, so Ruth, uh, Naomi said, go ahead. And so Ruth went and picked up the leftover grain in a field after the reapers. And she happened to stop at the plot of land belonging to Boaz. It was then that Boaz came back from Bethlehem and greeted the reapers and they greeted him back. And Boaz said to his servant who was in charge of the reapers, whose young woman is this? Referencing Ruth. And she said, and the servant in charge of the reapers answered, she is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi. And she said, please let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and has continued gathering from early morning until now, except when she sat resting for a little while in the field house. Then Ruth said, uh, then Boaz said to Ruth, listen carefully. Do not go to glean in another field or leave this one, but stay here close by my maids. Watch which field they reap and follow behind them. I've commanded the servants not to touch you. And when you are thirsty, Go to the water jars and drink from what the servants draw. Then she kneeled face downward, bowing to the ground, and said unto him, Why have I found favor in your eyes that you should notice me when I am a foreigner? Boaz answered her, I have been made fully aware of everything that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth, and have come to a people that you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for your kindness. And may your reward be full from the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Okay. And she said, oh, go ahead. Hold on. Because I'm like, that. that's something right there. Because now, so Ruth put herself in, a, in, in the position to find favor. Again, there wasn't anything clear as far as whether she was going there with the intent to find a husband, if she was going there with the intent to work and get money or for someone to bless her, whatever. But she put herself in a position to get noticed by somebody, right? And mm -hmm. in that story, 
that person happened to Boaz, who noticed her. But mm -hmm. he not only noticed her based on what she was doing in that moment, he also heard her story before he even right. met her. He heard the things mm -hmm. that she was doing, the life that she was living, the the achievements she made. So it was like it's like putting a a, um, a face to a name. You hear stories. Yep. Oh, I heard about this this girl. Or I heard about this boy. He's doing this. He's doing that. Blah blah whatever. But you've never met them before. But when you see them, mm -hmm. finally, you're like, oh, this is the person that y'all are always talking about. Mm -hmm. So all of the stuff that you're doing, all of the quote unquote preparation, this this goes back to how to be a roof now. Boaz knew her name before he knew her face. Yes. So he knew her character. He knew her reputation. He knew her uh, her abilities. He he didn't even know her. He knew her work ethic before she was even working in the field. That's how he yeah. was able to notice because when he saw the work ethic, he was like, that reminds me of a story I heard. And then mm -hmm. that's when he made the connection. Oh, is this the roof that I've been hearing about? Mm -hmm. And that's how she got her favor. Keep reading. Keep reading. Okay. <laughs> um, then she said, let me find favor in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me and have spoken kindly to your maidservant though I am not as one of your maidservants. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, come over here and eat some bread and dip your bread in the vinegar. Before I continue, let me just reiterate, I'm reading the amplified version just to make it, you know, modern English, all that good stuff. You got it. So she sat beside the reapers and he served her roasted grain and she ate until she was satisfied and she had left some for Naomi and she had some left for Naomi. When she got up to glean, Boaz ordered his servants, let her glean among the sheaves and do not insult her. Also, you shall purposely pull out for her some stalks of grain and leave them so that she may collect them and do not rebuke her. So she gleaned in the field until evening. Then she beat out what she had gleaned and it was about an ephah of barley. She picked it up and went into the city and her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. Ruth also took out and gave to Naomi what she had saved after she had eaten and was satisfied. Her mother-in-law said, where did you glean today? Where did you work? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked and said, the name of the man with whom thy work today is Boaz. Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, may he be blessed of the Lord who has not ceased his kindness to the living and to the dead. Again, Naomi said to her, the man is one of our closest relatives, one who has the right to redeem us. Then Ruth the Moabites said, he also said unto me, stay close to my servants until they have harvested my entire crop. Naomi said to Ruth, it is good, my daughter, for you to go out to work with his maids so that others do not assault you in another field. So she stayed close to the maids of Boaz, gleaning until the end of the barley and wheat harvest, and she lived with her mother-in-law. Okay. Okay. Um, go ahead. No, I'm saying like, let. okay, so I, I, I got all of that. So now, so I understand... Because there's steps to this. So we got to the part where, you know, Ruth made the decision that she wasn't going to go back to, you know, where she came from. She decided that, you know, she saw Naomi as her mentor, her mother-in-law, whatever. She was like, I'm sticking by you because I want what you have. And that what that was was Jesus. Right. So mm -hmm. um, from there, you know, based on her decision or whatever, that helped her to be known by 
many people, including Boaz. So she she got in position to be noticed by him. Okay, so now we got to that part of the story. Now we need to get from, okay, how did this move into I'm in love with this woman, let's get married kind of thing. Like, how did we get there? We're going to have to skip around. I don't know if it's at the end. Yeah, that's yes, going to be that towards part. the end of Ruth 3. Ruth 3 and 4 is really how she got her boy. Yeah, you that's the part that I want to get into. I mean, there's not skipping because I'm literally in chapter 3 now. Oh, dang. No, okay. like, toward the end, of, like, towards the end. Yeah, like, gotta, don't gotta, read gotta, gotta, to those parts. I mean, I gotta give. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a cliff notes it until I get to the to the part. Yeah. Because Naomi basically lays out a plan for how okay. she gonna get this man. Hello, okay. Paul. So, so basically, that Naomi set Ruth up to be in position. Yeah, because Naomi, because remember, remember in the beginning, Naomi was like, "I want you to go home because I don't want you to stick by me and suffer because you don't have a husband anymore." And Ruth is like, I'm going to stay with you because whatever happens to you happens to be. So I guess Naomi was feeling like guilty because, you know, this this, this young woman was hanging on to her, you know. So she's like, so OK, I got to set this girl up for success. Her married? Um, because you got to remember in in uh, in Jewish law, also um, a woman who's. Uh, husband dies they can only really be like i think the the custom is they have to be taken on by like a family member in yeah. order to be like covered so that's why she went back to her home that's why when she went back to her homeland she was like okay if this is the man that that's protecting you that's good because he's a family member of my husband Okay, so once she, so once Naomi found out that Boaz noticed her, mm -hmm. she was like, "That's when Naomi was like, all right, bet we about yeah, to, yeah. about to make this happen, so yep. we stay under Jewish law." Right. So she was basically like, "This is the best option. Like, this is the best thing that could have happened." So God is still looking favorably upon us. So let's, you know, follow this path. Okay. Cool. 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 So shout out to Continue. Naomi. Yeah, so she like basically worked out. Okay, this is what you're gonna do to make Boaz notice you some more. And Ruth was like, "All right, I'm gonna do what you say because I trust you." Okay, so, so what were some of the things that she did to get noticed? Um, so um, she said, "Let's see." So she said, "Okay, well, he's gonna be working tonight, so make sure you're available for him to see you tonight after he's done working." And you know, stay close to him so he can notice you. Like she said, she said, okay. get yourself dressed up, get all nice, you know, put all your smell goods on. Let me find out, mama. Okay, yeah, it said okay, literally okay. so, so read three verse three. <laughs> it says, Go wash, wash and anoint yourself with olive oil, put on your best clothes, and go to the threshing floor, but stay out of the man's sight until he has finished eating and drinking. So basically, wait till he's all nice and, like, he worn out from the day, he done ate, he's satisfied, like, he's in his most chill mood. Then, go what see what's up with him. Yeah. And then <laughs> it'll go from there. And she was okay. like, alright, I'm, I'm gonna do what you say. And then so she did that. And then 
he said, may you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. You have made your last kindness better than the first, for you have not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. Now, my daughter, do not be afraid. I will do for you whatever you ask, since all my people in the city know that you are a woman of excellence. It is true that I am your close relative and redeemer. However, there is a relative closer to you than I. Spend the night here, and in the morning, if he will redeem you, fine, let him do it. But if he does not wish to redeem you, then as the Lord lives, I will redeem you. Lie down until the morning. So she lay at his feet until the morning, but got up before anyone could recognize another. Boaz said, do not let it be known that the woman came down to the threshing floor last night. He also said, give me the shawl you are wearing okay, and hold wait, it out. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Okay. So. So. Naomi told her to dress up, be all cute, whatever, whatever, and put yourself in a position to be seen by him after he finishes doing all that he has to do. So Boaz mm -hmm. came and saw her. So Boaz was where he was, right? Ruth, like, basically, it was like, it was like he was working, he finished working, he ate, he, he mm -hmm. you know, was satisfied. He was finna take a nap. Man okay. was resting. Ruth came and basically, like, like, oh, he's napping over there. Let me go. Let me go over to where he's napping at and just sit by him, basically. Okay, that's low key creepy in these times. Don't do that, people. But go ahead, Christine. <laughs> but she watches him. So, sleep. so when he wakes up, so like when he wakes up, I'm gonna be the first person he sees. Ah. So okay. yeah, it does, it does sound a little creepy. It does sound a little creepy in 2022. Okay. Don't do that. Don't do that. It makes that's me charge. Facts, but it makes me think of you know like in those uh, war times where like the 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 veterans were in the hospitals and like the nurses would like sit by them in the chair oh, like, like the travel nurses and stuff. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of to make it sound a little bit better. Um, but okay, so now he woke up and now he's kind of like, okay, cool, I see you, and you know like I'm connected to like your father-in-law, whatever. Um, but I think you will be better off for someone more around your age. So let's see mm -hmm. if this other person can notice you. And then if they mm -hmm. don't notice you, not, then I'm bet you not. Slide yep. in them deep. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Okay. okay, I got a couple but she, points. But also, but also oh, okay. don't miss the fact that he said that he said this might look weird. So I'm gonna make sure nobody like you know says anything wrong about you for being out here with me. Cause he, so he still tried. He, he was, was still protecting, protecting her. her virtue, even though. Oh, because she shouldn't have been there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So before, because again, ah, she okay, okay, like, before what's she doing over there? No well, about the fact that you spent the night at this dude house. Let right. me just that ain't your husband on the rest because ain't nothing happened. We ain't do nothing, nothing was done, nothing was touched, blah blah, whatever. But exactly. I'm gonna make sure that we keep this under wraps so like nothing, nobody sees you, you're not doing the walk of shame type of situation. Exactly. <laughs> I like this story. I'm saying, okay, like wait, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's low key so, juicy. Low key I'm trying it's... to get to a point. I'm trying to get to a point. So mm -hmm. we got and I that. think so I know what the point you're trying to make, Joe, but come on. So now Boaz is is uh Boaz is like on this mission too. So basically he's like, Okay, you got your game plan, but I kind of got my game plan. 
Yep. Okay, so now, okay, so okay, can continue. Let's let's paraphrase. Okay. Don't read. So he gave her more food to go home with to Naomi because he's like, okay, you got to go home now, but I don't I'm want you to go home empty-handed. Come on now. Come on now. So here, have some more food. He said, go go ahead, go have more food, take it back to your mother-in-law. So she goes home to Naomi. Naomi's like, oh, you brought home more food? Well, you know, chill out and see what, what else he does. So Naomi's like, okay. So now we're in yeah, Naomi like, okay, this 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 is a good dude for real. Um, so then Boaz Boaz goes to meet this other dude that he says is the one who you know should be closer to Ruth to marry her. And he, he goes, he talks with him, he's like, you know, hey, you know, Naomi, Naomi's back, she's with her daughter-in-law. She's like, you know, um, and he's like, Oh. You know, she's got this land that belonged to her husband and she has to sell it. She's required to sell it because it's not her land. It was his land. And so he was like, he he tells the dude, he's like, look, you should buy it so that, you know, that way, you know, you can take the, the daughter and everything will be good. And he says, OK, if you don't do it, I'll do it. But, you know, you need to do it publicly. And. The dude said, well, I can't do it because if I marry somebody outside of our homeland, then it'll mess up with my it'll mess up with my inheritance. So you can go ahead and do it because I can't do it. So he means his blessing. Wait. Yeah. OK, so let me understand that correctly. So Boaz went and talked to this dude and was like, hey, I got somebody who could potentially be interested in you or you could be interested in them. And then he's like, nah, I kind of got this other person on the side. Not no no well, not, not this he, not, no, not that he has somebody, but like but he has I to could, it, from this particular mess up his legacy. Like I can't marry her because she's not from our homeland, so, so he was concerned about his reputation. Pretty right. much her. It's like I can't oh, I can't man. marry some girl from out here. You know okay. how to okay, okay, keep going, keep going. Okay. So he was like, I can't do it, so you can go ahead and do it. Don't handle my lightweight. Something like that. Um, so now, <laughs> formerly in Israel, this was the custom concerning, concerning redeeming and exchanging property. To confirm a transaction, a man pulled off his sandal and gave it to the other. Mm -hmm. So when the closest relative said to Boaz, buy it for yourself, he pulled off his sandal and gave it to Boaz to confirm the agreement. Then Boaz, said to, then Boaz said to the elders and to all the people, you are witnesses this day that I have bought everything that was Elimelech's and everything that was Chilion's and Malon's from the hand of Naomi. I've also acquired Ruth the Moabites, the widow of Malon, to be my wife and to restore the name of the deceased to his inheritance so that the name of the deceased will not be cut off from his brothers or from the gate of his Pause. birthplace. Yes. Pause. Okay. Yeah. Let me understand this part of the story. Okay. So mm -hmm. Abimelech was like, nah, mm -hmm. bro. She not for me. No, no. Like is like Naomi's uh, dead husband. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, so okay, but the dude, whoever the dude was, the dude, yeah. the, the the younger one was like, this girl not for me. Yeah. So then, Boaz was basically like, all right, bet. Let me just make sure everybody know that you said that this this girl ain't for you. Is that what's happening? Yes. 
Okay, so in order to confirm that, that's where the whole shoot thing came into place. It, yeah. it is like a symbol, right? Yeah. So when he did this sort of like contract or whatever, this is basically saying, okay, I made the attempt to get her to be with somebody more in her stature range, her type. Let's say that, right? And yeah. it didn't work out. Sure. So I guess. <laughs> put it like that. Now that you know, this person said no, he don't really want her. Now he now it's my turn to kind of like slide in them DMs, right? Mm-hmm. And I'ma take her. And do what but I wanted to do in the first place, but couldn't really do because I wasn't sure I could do it. Okay. Okay, why? Because remember, he was like, I'm not the closest relative to, to do the redemption. Oh, thing. because Just it was the law that you had to go through the closest relative first. Yes. So basically, the, the closest relative gave him permission. Yeah. Basically. So he low-key was like, I want her, but I got to follow can't. the rules first. So like in the back of my mind, he's like low-key hoping like, dude, say no. We're going to say that. Okay. You could so, put it like that, but not necessarily. True. Oh, I mean, I, I'm going to say that's what he did. In my sanctified <laughs> mind. Yeah. That's because what's going I'm, on. I'm saying, because I'm saying like, the I said there was a reason why I said that, but I lost my train of thought. Anyway, the point is, so okay, so now he um oh because he admitted like if this dude say no, I'm still here. You know what I mean? Like if he really yeah. wasn't trying to be with her, I feel like he wouldn't have said like if this dude say no, I'm your backup. Like, you know, he would just been like, okay, we'll we'll work to find you somebody else. You know what I mean? Like I, I see you coming after me. So just to make sure we go about this the right way, let me go ahead and, you know, let you go to this person. Because remember, Ruth's not from here, so it's possible that she just didn't know that. Right. You know, so maybe he was like, okay, you know, I understand where your mind is and what you're looking for, but there's there's a uh, there's a process. So we got to go through this process. Even though I want you and you want me, we got this, the barrier that we got to break. So he... So dude said no. So then a uh not been like Boaz was like, cool, bet she mine now. In order to solidify this, I needed basically in written form that says, I went through this step, you said no, and now I can have her. Not only that, he had to take on because you said something about him like buying. Read that part again. He was buying the stuff yeah. of like Chilion and Yeah, so he so the the because so he had to take on all of you know Elimelech's stuff and all of his son's things in order to like bring it basically like bring it back into the fold because he was the closest relative so he had to bring all that stuff back into the the family basically bring what stuff the like land their land and their property or whatever because Naomi could not keep it because she was not part of the family she was married into the family same way as Ruth. Okay. Because so, so, like, so like for so like like to put it like this, where Naomi was living technically was not her house. It was a Limelech's house. Okay. So in order for her to continue to stay there, you know, somebody in the family had to take it all on and be like and basically like give her permission to still live there. Okay. So contracts, sense. all that was under Abimelech's name. Naomi's name was not on the property. So when Abimelech died, 
they was like, well, you don't own this property. You can't stay here. You got to find somebody else. But because Boaz now stepped in and was like, okay, I'm going to take on this responsibility to own this house. I'm giving you the opportunity to stay in this house as well. Pretty much, yeah. Cool. Keep reading. Okay. So blah, blah, blah. blah. And then all the people were like, all right, cool. We see it. Congratulations. Many blessings. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Boaz took Ruth. She became his wife. They had a kid. Then the women said to Naomi, blessed is the Lord who has not left you without a redeemer. And may his name become famous in Israel. May he also be to you one who restores life and sustains your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you and is better to you than seven sons has given birth to him. Then Naomi took the child, placed him in her lap, and she became his nurse. The neighbor women gave him a name saying, a son has been born to Naomi. They named him Obed. Fun fact. Obed is the father of Jesse, who is the father of David. Dang. So Ruth is David's great grandma. Okay. So I have a question. I don't know if they spoke of her after she left Naomi and Ruth, but what happened to the other the other daughter in law? Like she just Orpah? went back to her homeland. Yeah, her story. So, did she miss her blessing too? Because we don't know. Yeah, it might not have been meant for her. Yeah, it's true. If it was meant for her, I feel like it would have been, you know, a different. You stayed just like Ruth did. Yeah. So, is that the end of the story? That is the Pretty end much. of the story. Okay, so let 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 let's break this down. Okay? I was just about to say that because because let's talk about it. Because what I was really trying to get to is like you know you hear Ruth's commitment, her dedication, her plan, and all this stuff, and how she finessed her man, right? But she didn't do the finessing. But that's what I'm saying. Let's talk about it. Because Boaz, now I'm I'm understanding. I'm understanding. Because, you know, people are saying, you know, I need to find my Boaz. Boaz really stepped up. Yeah. Boaz came through because he was like, he made up in his mind, like, I, I want this woman. Right? Yes. But, but there are steps that I have to take in order to get this woman. I have to follow the law of the land. I have to follow the orders. I have to follow, you know, whatever parameters it takes to get this woman. Also, keep in mind, the only reason he wanted this woman is because he saw the type of woman she was. Yes. Okay, and let's break down that part of Ruth. That's what I wanted to get to. Like, mm -hmm. um, she was lucky submissive. Yes, she she was put in position yes. to to get her boaz in multiple ways. Yes, she um, was respectful of a culture that was not her own. Exactly, that. that's when the submissive part comes in there too. Um, what else? Um, she she was hardworking, dedicated, loving. What else? So I some more traits. She was loving because she cared that. about her mother in law to the point to stay with yeah. her. Regardless and of what not happened. Only that, she was willing to take advice because think about it. Like how many people, like, let's be real. When you in relationships, how many times do you listen to your friends? <laughs> I thought like that was days, though. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, I'm being real. I'm talking about myself and that's how much you <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm just saying, when you in relationships, sometimes you're so caught up in the situation that you not really focus on, you know, like the outside perspective you're not listening to the outside perspective because you're you're in you're in the situation 
So, and also, her, I just want to interject before you continue, brothers. Just because we talking about Ruth doesn't mean y'all can't listen to your friends when they warn you about certain things too. No, but but that's I'm I'm, I'm gonna get to this Boaz side of it because the Boaz part is 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 powerful. And I think that's the thing because the book is about Ruth. A lot of people focus on her story, but again, it's the fact that we need to understand what we're saying. If we're if we're telling, if we're saying the phrase "I need to find my Boaz," you need to also know what the story is to know what what both parts were played in the situation. Mm-hmm. You can't expect to find your Boaz if you're not putting yourself in a position, position for your Boaz, right? I feel like that's the most important part. Exactly. In position. Exactly. Because a lot of times they're thinking like they he's just gonna come out and, and find and me. No. There was there was things that Ruth was doing before she even knew Boaz existed. Also, you can't build a Boaz. That Facts. too. Facts. He was already the person that he was supposed to be. So again, that's why I say this all the time. A lot of people, you know, ask like, "What's your type?" and and I was getting to this too. What What's your type? What you want out of out of a man? What you want out of a woman? And after a while, I stopped saying that stuff. I stopped saying, "Well, I want this. I want somebody who's tall. I want somebody who's this. I want some." I stopped saying that. Reason why? Because again, this goes back to what happened in this story. Boaz thought this person would be more appropriate for you. Based on the law of the land, based on the age, based on this, based on characteristics, based on features, whatever. He thought this person is probably a better fit for you, but it wasn't the right person. That And that's what we do sometimes. We, we choose things based on characteristics, based on, okay, this person's closer in age to me. This person got this zodiac sign. This person got this job. This person is this. This person is that. And that person, even though they have all the characteristics that you think that you want, is not the person that you need in your life. So that's why for me, I stopped focusing on a type because that don't that doesn't mean nothing. What I focus on now is whoever God has for me that's, that's perfect for me, me is, is mine. Whatever that may look like, because I don't know. Because I may see with my natural eyes, oh, okay, this is attractive to me, but so that doesn't mean right that's going to keep my soul. That doesn't mean that it's go- that's going to preserve me. Because if my husband is supposed to be my protector, it's supposed to be my, because at that time, the husband had, you know, all of the abilities, the one that would go to God and all this stuff. Like that was, you know, that was the one that was supposed to be be helping you get to where you need to be. So if if I'm dependent on this person, I have to make sure this person is right because my soul is in jeopardy. My oh, like, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. I also feel like since Boaz was watching her, he had to make sure that he she was a type of woman that he what's the word I'm looking for? He should go for. A hundred percent. He had to make sure she was real. That's why he waited he before he made his move. Exactly. So he, but he also, and that's the other thing, he needed that confirmation as well. Because for him, again, think about the fact that the first thing he said to her, I heard about you already. So he knew who she was. All Ruth knew was Boaz was was someone in the family. He yeah. also put her in position too. When he exactly. Told her to, he didn't know nothing to stay close to the, the other girls. 
Exactly. He, she didn't know nothing about his reputation, his character, none of that. She didn't know none of, nothing. The only thing she knew was Boaz was somebody of the family and I need to be connected to them because I need to make sure that we help. Cause she, now I'm thinking she focused on making sure we got a place to live because if you're saying what, what you're saying is the rule was the, the family was the one who was supposed to help with um, the house or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe, and I might be wrong, but maybe Naomi only knew of Boaz. Maybe Naomi didn't know about this other guy. So for her, she's like, okay, get in with Boaz because we need to make sure we secure this house, yeah. right? Because we need a place to live. So she's like, okay, I need you to go do that because in order for us to keep this house, you need to be connected to the family. The only family I know about is Boaz. So that's where you finna go. Yeah. So now Naomi put herself in a position to, to be, you know, I mean, Ruth put herself in a position to be noticed by Boaz because they wanted to secure the house. Now, because Boaz is putting a face to a name, he's like, dang, I've been hearing about this girl for a while and, you know, I've been wanting to meet her and 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 maybe I haven't, um, maybe now is my opportunity. So Boaz is low-key like, okay, I see you, you see me kind of thing. But he couldn't do anything because he probably is just like, well, I don't even know why you're here, mm-hmm. you know? Cause I just know that you're working here, but I'm like, you know, even though I heard the stories, I need confirmation. Is this real? Like you said, he need to know if she was real. So right. now he's like, okay, now that I see you trying to, you know, put yourself in, in my eyesight, you, you sleeping next to my bed and stuff, watching me take naps and all that, you know? And not now just that, like, but the fact that she was like, like, cause they said even she, when, when she was, after she was working and they, you know, they gave her her food or whatever, she saved food for Naomi every time. Right. Yeah. So it was like, she's not selfish. Yeah. I was like, she's all. definitely not selfish. Absolutely. Absolutely. She, she could have, she could have did her mother-in-law down bad. Oh, yo, oh, my husband dead now. Like, I don't have to cling on to my mother-in-law anymore. She could have let right. Naomi and let Naomi figure stuff out herself. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm gonna take care of myself. I don't have to take care of you. Just the same way I'm working in this field, you can work in this field too. She didn't do none of that. And then also think think about this too, y'all. That's not her mom at all. Nope. That's her mother in law. <laughs> nope. Think about that is the, her the dead husband's people, mother. Think about the amount of people that don't have good relationships with their mother in law. That's not your family by blood, at least. That's not the people that you grew up with. You know what I mean? That's not the people that you surrounded yourself with on a daily basis. You got married into this family. You weren't even chosen by this woman. The son chose you. Yep. And now, not only are you living with her, you taking care care of her. her. Yep. Like, that's your own. And, uh, you know, I kind of had that question, too. Where is Naomi Ruth Mama? But that's back in the homeland, <laughs> right? right that's that's homeland. Because remember, Naomi was like, You can go back home to your family, and Ruth was right. like, No, nah, I'm, like, no, I'm gonna stay with you, right? And, and, and make sure you good. But that's that's also another thing, too. The fact that she chose, like, I'm not gonna go back to what's familiar, I'm not gonna go back to what I'm used to, I'm not gonna go back to what I know. That's a huge step of faith, right there, too. And I think she, that's why God blessed her. Exactly, because she spent the last however how many years they was in there was ten years that they was in Moab. Um, let me see, let me see. Uh, yep, ten years after they ten married, years after, they was after in she Moab. married uh, Naomi's son, ten years. Right. Do you think that was a test of their faith? I think on Ruth's part. 
I think on root. Well, also, I think I think it was a couple of things. I think, and I think this this also played a huge key because Ruth saw, regardless of what was going on with her husband, the type of wife that she was. Mm-hmm. That's what she valued, regardless of of whether or not her husband was a husband she was still a wife she learned valuable characteristics from her because again the story was you kind of left your teaching abimelech because he left the truth and went to a land of unknown went to a land that was not christian so let's let's put this in in layman's terms it's like you leave a church a truth speaking church and you go and you practice something else mm-hmm. for you. I know what the truth is for me. I know what the truth is. I know what God is teaching me, but according to the word of God, the, the God that I believe in, I need to follow my husband. So regardless of what is happening, even though I may personally feel this might be against God because of what God ordained me to do as a wife, I have to follow this man. So now Naomi is still doing in accordance to what the word of God said because her position was not to tell Abimelech you shouldn't be doing this, was not to to usurp authority over Abimelech and be like, well, you should know this and you should know better, whatever. Her Her job was to be a wife. And that was exactly what Ruth said. Where you go, I go. Because that is what I'm supposed to do. That doesn't mean that Naomi wasn't doing her part. That doesn't mean Naomi stopped praying. That doesn't mean Naomi uh, gave up on, 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 on the word. There was a lot of things she probably didn't understand. But she knew God was saying to her, you need to stay here. Why? Because this is going to connect you with Ruth. And to connect you with Ruth is going to lead her to Boaz. Like every single thing was part of a plan for a much greater purpose. Because yeah. if it didn't happen that way, Ruth probably could have stayed with her, her husband, whichever son she had, and it wouldn't have developed into, it wouldn't have brought out all these kids and, and connected to Jesse, David. You know what I mean? It all the blessing all in favor of the, of the Lord. Exactly. So it started with Naomi. It started with what Ruth saw in Naomi. Ruth saw the truth in Naomi. Ruth saw Jesus in Naomi. Saw her character, saw her, her the way that she carried herself, the way that she acted, and said, you know what? This is better than what I had back home. I don't need what I had back home because I see something greater in you. So I'm sticking with you. Because that's going to get me to where I need to be. Hmm. So, in other words, you need to get you a Naomi, ladies. <laughs> yeah, get you a strong spiritual mentor. Get in position, ladies. Yes, get you a strong spiritual mentor that's going to help you and guide <laughs> you through these experiences and guide you through these processes. That's what you need. Somebody who understands. Somebody who's willing to tell you the truth regardless of your feelings. Who's been there, done that. Exactly. So let's 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 get back into it because this story is real good, right? So 
now we have, I, and I forgot why I even went there because I was talking about Boaz and Naomi. Boaz's part in this situation. Yeah. Ruth's part in this situation. Yeah. This to be in pretty position for me. Yeah. I want to talk about Boaz though. Huh? I want to talk about Boaz though. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because like we talked about this man, like literally he I don't know what his relation is to Elimelech. They just said he's they in the same family, right? So it could be a distant cousin. We don't know. Right, whatever. But the point is, he was like, I know, you know, I know Naomi married my cousin or whatever. And she came back with a daughter-in-law. And you know, they just they just chilling on the land. But I gotta he put himself in place to help these people out. Like, regardless of, of you know, the, the law, or whatever, he was like, I know that this is the situation. So they need help. Regardless of the benefit to me, they need help. Because, mm -hmm. like, he continued to, even, even when he, like, regardless of whether you feel like, you know, he wanted Ruth from the jump or what. Like, he continued to give Ruth food for Naomi. Like, he let her work amongst his maids. Because he knew it would be beneficial to Ruth and Naomi. So, brothers, we have to be more cognizant of how our actions help other people. Like, we have to focus on, because Boaz was a protector in this mm -hmm. moment. Because he said, look, you can't, you can't just go work on anybody's field because anything can happen to you. Somebody can assault you. Like, like it says, like in this in this translation, he was like, "Where, where did he say it?" He said, "Um, he really the, looked out for her and took care." Of her. And he said, "I have I've been made fully aware of everything you have done." Um, oh no, it says, "Do not go glean in another field, but stay here close by my maids. Watch where they reap and follow behind them. I've commanded the servants not to touch you." And when you are thirsty, go to the water jars and drink from what the servants draw. So it was like, look, I, I want to make sure you're protected because mm -hmm. anything can happen to you out here. So that's 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 one of the that's one of the big things is we have to look out for our sisters. Amen. Because if if you look at how, how he addressed her all the time, he addressed her as my daughter my daughter he didn't really look at her like this is the woman i'm gonna marry mm -hmm. this is uh i'm looking out for you as if you were my child because i know that there is so much out here that could be a danger to you right so we as if we if we're trying to be boaz to these ruth out here we can't be looking like, oh, that girl looked good, you know, whatever. I'm finna get her. This mm -hmm. is a this is a woman of God. This is a child of God. I need to be someone who can look out for her, who can be someone who can who can, you know, be someone she can depend on. If anything happens, I can be available to her to make sure she's all right. Right. Even at my own expense. I respect him for that. 
Yeah, so that means these guys out here need to step their game up because they feel like they can't do nothing. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. Like, there's this mentality of it's like an every man for themselves type of thing. It's a very selfish mentality that a lot of people have. And it's not just men, it's women too. You can't expect but, a woman to be a wife to you if you can't be a husband to her. And, and that's what a lot of people forget to do. And in, in the church too, because that's 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 important. Because a lot of people, I feel like there's this this instinctive mindset of preparing the women, preparing the women, preparing the women, and they forget to prepare the men. Everything is you can't do this because you don't want the men to get out of line. You can't do this because you don't want to cause the men to fall. And you can't do this because you you trying to be this for, for the man. And what practices, what what tools, what are you giving to these men that we're supposed to be with? And then when things go to the left, you looking at us like, what did you do? Yeah. And it's like these, there's no type of, of, of preparation. You preach on Ruth all the time, but when do y'all preach on Boaz? Like when do you preach on There's no accountability. There's no, there's not enough accountability. Correct. You have these, these seminars for being a Proverbs 31 woman, but where's the seminars for being an Ephesians 5 man? I'm just saying. You're right. I have every right to prepare to be a wife because I say this. If the scripture says he who finds a wife finds a good thing, that means that he's looking for a wife. That means I need to be in, in a state of being a wife. That's that's the truth. But at the same time, it says husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church. Mm-hmm. So that means as a husband, your responsibility to me as a wife is to love me as God loves the church and everything else don't fall in line. That's your responsibility. So if mm-hmm. you don't do the preparations to do that, not only are you failing me, but you failing God at the same time. Yeah. Well, how and you expect what, us to submit? And that's what people are missing. That's the thing. You're not, you got it the same way you want to preach us, preach into us how to be a proud 31 woman. You need to preach into them how to love their wives as Christ loved the church. What does that even mean? What does that look like? What are you instilling in, into them? How do you love God? First, you have to figure out how does God love the church? And how do I show that to my wife? Well, I'm just saying, how do you prepare these men for that? I mean, y'all Jesus want to prepare them after everything. That. Well, uh, Jesus yeah, sacrificed yeah, everything. Wanna... Like, let's, let's put it, let's put it, let's put it straight like that. Jesus sacrificed everything. Like he sacrificed his position. He sacrificed his life. Mm-hmm. He sacrificed his reputation. Right. He sacrificed people's opinion of him. He sacrificed his time and his energy. Like he gave his life in every aspect for the establishment of the church. So right. men, I'm gonna need y'all to go back to the drawing boards for these men's conferences and stuff. Add that into y'all itineraries. Correct. Because I feel like a lot of these these goals in life, not goals in life, but with a lot of these churches, it's like everything for women is how to be a wife. But for men, that's not necessarily the case. It's not preparing them for that aspect. The only thing that we can prepare ourselves for as women is to be wives. That's what it seems like a lot of the time. 
and there's no preparation on the other end. So when it comes down to us, you know, wanting to get married and they're like, wait, wait, wait on him, wait on him. Cause God's going to bless you. Bless me with who? Ain't nobody <laughs> else will be blessed with. <laughs> and that's when, and that's when, you know, especially Christian women end up in danger because they end up looking outside. Right. Because it's like these brothers ain't ready. And then, like you said, you can't build a Boaz. Nope. So who am I picking? Am I picking a Paul? Am I picking a David? Am I picking a, a, a Joseph? Am I picking a like no, picking that dude who, who, who said Ruth right. wasn't it? Right. Exactly. Dill for real. Am yeah, I with yeah. the one who's not willing to 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 um sacrifice his reputation for me? Oh, I no. that for a minute. That was good. And that is good. We really, we really done broke down roof like that, bro. We really <laughs> did. So we had a whole Bible study. We did, but Bible study with the Christian call center. <laughs> but the point, the point of this, the point of this, I think, you know, because like we had said in the beginning, you know, like everybody trying to have a a hot girl summer and Hold on. Sorry, I had to sneeze. Now I didn't want to sneeze on, on thing. But everybody's <laughs> trying to have a hot girl summer or whatever. Trying to have a holy girl summer. If if we're talking about having a holy girl summer, because usually during the hot girl summer, that's what everybody want to be dating and going around doing all this crazy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But let's, let's bring this to Christianity. If we're trying to have a holy girl summer and if we're trying to, you know, be intentional in finding our Boaz or or you know, being the Proverbs thirty-one woman or whatever, everything starts with preparation. Because, yeah. like I said, the most powerful part of that story for me was the fact that Boaz knew about her before she even came to the land. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? She was already talked about. She had a good reputation. She had good character. There were things that people were speaking about, speaking your name when you're not even in the room. Do you know how powerful that is? Yeah. You're not even there, and somebody's talking about how qualified you are. Speak. That's preparation. Mm. That's that's being in position before you even in position. Thanks. That's somebody saying, you know what? It's like. It's like, um, you know, when you have a, a job or whatever and somebody has been there, let's say somebody has been there for good five, six, seven, eight years or whatever, mm-hmm. but you, you know, but the owner has been going to these conferences or whatever. And every time they go to these conferences all across the world, they keep hearing about the same person over and over and over again. And that same person comes and interviews for that job. Regardless of the fact that you've been sitting here, because I'm pretty sure there are plenty of women that's been working in Boaz's field for God knows how long. There was women that was there waiting, waiting, probably saying, when is he going to notice me? But so you've been in this job for six, seven years and you think you up for the senior position. But the owner is like, yo, I keep hearing about this dude. I keep hearing about this girl. And I, they're finally in front of me. I'm not going to pass on this opportunity because this person is being talked about by plenty of people, which means there are probably other people that were after Ruth too. Ooh. And we don't worry. 
That's a good point. Because again, like I said, if Boaz knew about her, and not only that, because when Naomi came back, they was like, wait, is that Naomi? I heard this and I heard that. And all the rumors started spreading. I heard this was happening. This was happening. That means everybody yeah. knew her story. People was keeping tabs on Naomi. Yeah. So in, in keeping tabs on Naomi, they was keeping tabs on Ruth. Yeah. So they knew everything that was going on with her before she even entered in. So now, like I said, bringing it back to the job situation, you have somebody who's been there five, six, seven years that's getting passed on because you have been doing the work before you even came to this place. Mm -hmm. Before you even came to this job interview, wherever you were, you was qualified. You did what you were supposed to do. You was responsible. You was respectful. You was moving from place to place and everybody had a good word to say about you. Okay. And so now you finally come to, to, to your, let's say your final place where God's about to elevate you, but nothing matters of what you're doing after you get hired. Everything that mattered was everything you worked before. on prior to you getting to this point. Right. So how 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 do we get to that point? How do we put ourselves in position? How do we prepare ourselves Every, for that? For me, everything you do has to be independent of another person. It's and what I, what I mean by that is a lot of people are saying, I'm ready to get married. I want to I want to be a wife. I want to be a husband. So their focus is on what can I do for this particular person? Mm. That is not what you need to do. Ooh. How can mm. I be right for myself? How could I be right for God? Because they say, you know, the 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 the, the single people care for the things of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Right? So for yep. us, nothing that we do should be like, okay. I need to um if if I want if I want to be married then that means that I need to um what's the word I'm looking for like it's like it's 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 choosing the person before you're prepared if that makes sense yeah so for me it's like okay I want to get married and I see such and such over there. So I'm going to do all of these things to be noticed by such and such, which is what Ruth did. But again, you have to remember that, again, everything that Boaz was um, instantly attracted to or interestly in, in, uh, interested in was everything that happened prior to her coming into that position. So you can't say, okay, I want to get married, so I'm going to make this person notice me. So I'm going to put myself in front of them, let them see me, let them hear me, all this stuff. They are not going to pay attention. What you need to be doing and what you need to be working on is yourself. Let your name carry you before your face carries you. Mm. Say that again. <laughs> right. Let your name carry you before your face carries you, which means people should be talking about you when you're not even in the room in a good way. Because that means, huh? I said it's funny you should talk about that because I've been in this uh 
stewardship class. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people focus on the financial part, but a lot of it has been talking about stewardship of yourself. Yeah. As like a person taking care of taking care of not just your financial business, but like how you how you how your character is, because um, one of the deacons who was teaching his main focus for for every lesson he's taught has been loyalty and faithfulness, mm-hmm. dedication to whatever you put your mind to. Right. Like because if you're not dedicated to something, then people are just going to know you're you're not somebody who can be dependent on because you quit on whatever you do because you, you know, Mm-hmm. You let things fall by the wayside because you're not someone who can be counted on if, okay, if I trust you to do this, you're going to do it to the best of your ability and you're going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And it should be the same if we're building ourselves up to be these men and women of God that can be husbands and wives to people. Mm-hmm. We have to build our, we have to be dedicated to being men and women of God. Right. Right. And I and I think and and I'm a I'm gonna use this example and I'm gonna shout out uh my sister to full gospel real quick because it was two two instances that made me think about this. The first one was we have been we haven't done it in a while, but we were reading um the fervent book by Priscilla Schreier. And we would get together on Thursdays and kind of discuss it. And then there was one time where um, when one of them asked us to kind of like say something good about everybody in the room or whatever, or everybody on the call. Mm -hmm. And in listening to the things that people, I mean, I'm going to speak for myself, the things that people were saying about me. And the reason why it stuck out so much is because I, I personally feel I'm not close with any of them. You know, like this is a, a new relationship that I'm starting to develop with some of the women in the church. So when they were saying certain things about me and I was like, for me in the back of my head, I'm like, wow, like people actually notice these things. People are actually seeing these things without without me having a conversation, without us hanging out every day. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. that one. And then it was we, we had a, a game night the other day, too, when we were playing. Uh, remember, we played hot seat. But we decided to do it slightly different where, you know, uh, we would ask the question and everybody would kind of like just comment what they think the other person would without writing the stuff down or whatever. And then they were, you know, saying things like, you know, one that was talking about how I love unicorns and blah, blah, whatever. And I know I talk about that all the time, but it's like I didn't even think that registered to them, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's certain things is based on the things that I've done or things that I've said. Yeah, but it's like. For them to actually know that that applies to me, it's, it made me understand, like, again, people are paying attention. People see your character. People notice the thing, even if they're not in a good relationship with you, even though, like, I expect you you guys to know these things about me because we're friends. We talk all the time. But for people who I'm not really that close to, I don't expect them to know these things about me, you know? So, again, it, it, it goes back to... All that matters at the end of the day is your character, not your mm-hmm. reputation, your character, because your character is who you are as a person. Your reputation is who people see. So if you continue to carry yourself the same way every time, your character and your reputation 
should be connected, honestly. Because you're going to be the same way with everybody and treat everybody the same way. But what people are focusing on is not just who you are when you're in front of them, but who you are when you're not in front of them. And that's why it's important when you're in this single season, when you're trying to prepare yourself to date and to be in these relationships, you really got to know who you are as a person. And I mean, inside and out, you got to know even the stuff that you don't want to know. You got to know it all because you don't know what you're bringing to that other person. And you don't know what that person is bringing to you either. There could be trauma in your life that, the other person doesn't see as trauma and then they say something and then they trigger you and all of a sudden you in an argument because you didn't even know that this thing triggered you you know what i mean yep so you really gotta take the time to study yourself take the time to go to therapy i'm gonna say that all the time get you a therapist or even if you don't want to get a therapist get yourself an accountability partner that's willing to go to those deep ends with you not just for gossip purposes because you got to be careful about people who only want to hear your story just to be like oh i heard such and such did this and i heard such mm, stay away from them people facts the people who are willing to really go and dive deep into those stories with you let's talk about it let's talk about your childhood let's talk about who broke your heart in the second grade let's talk about you know your your daddy issues your mama issues your second grade Let's talk about, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, let's talk about those, those, those traumas that you don't want to talk about. Let's discuss it because it's beneficial for you. And the same way you take the time to pour yourself out to that friend, make sure you also listen to that friend too. Mm-hmm. And, and be that, that, that help that that friend needs so they can heal themselves. It's all about healing in this single season. Facts. Heal. Because again, who wants to deal with something that's broken? If it's broken, I want to fix it. What use am I going to get out of this thing that's broken? Get yourself together. You don't have to be perfect, but you have to be put together. I'm done. That was a lot, bro. Yeah, <laughs> no. That story was good, though. Got a lot of nuggets in that story as well. Right. Like we really, we really out here. We, we, we done, we done analyzed Boaz and Ruth to a whole new degree. Mm-hmm. We really did. We really did. It's a good story, though. So if you ain't, if this is the first time you heard the story of Ruth, go read it. Yup. And while you add it, read Proverbs 31 and Ephesians 5, too. Because people talk about that, too. Ruth got four chapters, and they're not long at all. So you got no excuse. Right. Right, right, right. But anyway, y'all, now that we have all of that figured out, if you feel like you are ready to move forward, tune in to next week's episode as we dive deeper. We got more for y'all. But if you're not ready go ahead and put this episode on repeat and and take some notes like yeah and if y'all want to talk please get in the comments true and on that note let's move on to 
Okay, okay, okay. Let's get into the hotline. So, uh, for y'all, those of y'all who don't know, we have been playing this podcast for a while. And when we originally planned this podcast, we had bought these conversation cards. Um, I don't know. Y'all probably have seen their. Uh, um, they have a podcast that recently came out. Tonight's conversation. Um, yeah. but. I am pulling some questions from one of their additions. Um, since we are, you know, talking about single season, blah, blah, whatever. We are going to just ask a couple questions and I'm just going to get y'all opinions or whatever. We did this on our very first episode. So now here we back episode 11. We're going to do it again. Hey, all right. So question number one, are y'all ready? You ready? Sure. If you are single, why do you think that is? <laughs> Brandy, you want to take this one first? <laughs> you got the flow, John. Go ahead. Oh, Lord. Um, I am single because I have a lot going on in my head. And honestly, I don't want to inflict that on anybody else. So that's the main reason why I'm single right now. That's responsible. I got some things I need to work on. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Same thing. I, I'm single because I choose to be. I felt like it was a time for me to like really um, focus on myself and not really focus on anybody else and not worried about somebody else's baggage i need to take care of me so that's what i chose to do that's why i'm single okay question number two um let me see could you okay i'm gonna ask this in two different ways so brandy john okay Brandy, could you date a man that is shorter than you? And John, can you date a woman that's taller than you? No. Yes. Dang. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> you cannot. I'm already short, so you cannot be shorter than me. Dang. Okay. Why? That just looks weird. To who? Me. <laughs> <laughs> to be looking down. No, uh, I, I need. I need to look up at my man. I'm, I'm yeah. Okay. Okay. John, you said you can date somebody that's telling you why. Absolutely. Because what does height have to do with you? Like, so you're taller than me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, y'all making me sound like I'm vain, but I mean, no, not no, you're not alone because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people who would agree with you. I personally, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I can't say that I would or would not. I because I'm on this whoever Jesus has for me kind of thing, man. I gotta open myself up to if God brings me a short man, I gotta. I mean, that's true, but Lord, don't see me no short yeah, man. It's like ideally, that's not what I would want, you know. But again, gotta understand, like <laughs> that's the only thing I'm asking, Lord. Just let him be taller than me. You can work on everything, else. Just let him be taller than me. I will put a disclaimer. I did say yes. However, comma, do not be more than a foot taller than me. Cause that's just crazy. I can't do that. <laughs> With or without heels? If you, 
if you're wearing heels, you're wearing heels. That's a totally different situation. But I if you're definitely can't without heels. That's crazy. I can't do that. Yeah, I definitely can't put shades by the shirt. I don't need D1 right. babies. Like, okay, all right, okay. So, on that note, if you made more money, and I think that's more so for like women because I think that's a big topic, but also for you, John, if you made more money than your significant other, Brandy, or if your significant other, John, made more money than you, um, could you respect them? Yeah. Could I respect the person making more money than me? Obviously, yes, because you did the work to be able to make more money than me. Yeah, but I'm saying for you, Brandy, if they were making less money than you. Yeah, most definitely. Okay. I mean, you got a job, you making money, you doing what you got to do. It doesn't matter if I make more money or not. Like, And all y'all that's listening, I need y'all to comment on these questions too, because for real, there's a lot of people that will be like, oh, no, they can't make less money than me. Yeah, talk about it. I want to know why. I mean, long as you making a livable wage, mm-hmm. that's fine. Okay. Describe your ideal first date. I see. I don't like the look. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, so please don't take this the wrong way. But I don't like the cliche dinner in a movie day. Like. Take me somewhere we can, we can actually like have fun, but also like have a, a conversation. Like mm-hmm. get get to know each other like on a personal level. Like mm-hmm. me, I'm a big kid at heart. I like to go bowling. I like to go laser tagging. I just I like to go to museums. You know mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like this somewhere where we can just like enjoy the scenery, but also mm-hmm. have a conversation too. Yeah. Like for me, I like you know making memories with people. So. I don't want to go to a place that you've been and I don't want to go to a place that I've been. Like I want to experience something new. So for me, it's like, even if we do pick a restaurant, it has to be someplace that neither of us have eaten it. Cause we yeah. need to like try a new experience together and create a new memory together. That's me. I'm definitely on that wave. Like let's go someplace, especially, especially because there's definitely a lot of things I have yet to experience in my life. Mm-hmm. So like if if I'm trying if I'm trying to obviously if I'm dating with intention I'm trying to build something with you so if I I want to do something that I've never done before and I want to do that with you so that we can experience this together I mean if you've done it before cool hopefully it's not something that's boring to you so we can enjoy it together you know but I want to be able to try something new and be able to like build this okay so you're getting to see me in this you know, totally different atmosphere. And I'm seeing you in this totally different atmosphere and we can get to know each other in this experience. Mm -hmm. But also get some food because I'd be hungry. (laughs) Feed me. Um, Okay, so on that note too, if the guy hands you the check on the first date, what do you do? Or Or John, if you slide that check to the girl. I'm not sliding her the check. On the first Brandy, date, are you crazy? If you, get, if you get slid that check, what you doing? You slide me that check. I'm gonna go ahead and pay for my half. You, you stuck on your own partner. Fair facts. If, if, she, if she choose, if she off, if she chooses to pay, sure. But I'm, I'm not, I'm not. I can't. We might need I to talk about this. I can't see my, I can't see mm. myself. I can't see myself being like, hey, could you? Because like. 
It's like I asked you out. I was just about to say that now if the shoe was on the other foot where I asked the guy out on the date, then I would pay. But if you ask me out and you slide me the check, that's 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 a red flag for me. Well, that was one of my other questions. Like, would you would you ask a man out on a date? But um, but I my thing, and we might need to talk about this on a different episode, but how do you even navigate that conversation? Because that could be a very, very awkward conversation to have. What do you mean? If it wasn't established beforehand, like who's paying for it? Like when the check, like y'all know that'd be awkward. When the check comes and you don't know if the guy is going to pay or not. So y'all both kind of looking at each other like, I can't you relate. know what I mean? I can't relate. I'm just saying. I've, sometimes you just be looking at each other like, okay, you going to get this? Am I going to get this? And then. You know, and then they ask, like, is it split? And you don't know how to answer, so you kind of wait for the other person to answer. Like, that whole process is awkward. See, that's why you should have that conversation before you even decide to go somewhere. Okay, so then, okay, that's the thing. Some people don't have that, so you're suggesting having that conversation before. So you've done that. I have. Okay, we're going to talk about that on another episode. Honestly, I've just I want to talk about that. Because that's that's interesting, because I'm never... Yeah, that's like, except there, there was this one situation where she did ask me out, mm-hmm. so she paid for our food, but like the rest of the date I paid for. So okay, okay. Well, I mean that's a good compromise. It was, it was something I was going to add, but since you said you're going to talk about it in another in another episode, I'll go ahead and keep that to myself. Write it down. Yeah. Okay. Like little, uh. Uh, okay, let me ask a personal question. Oh, uh, on a scale of one to ten, how much do you love yourself and explain? <laughs> I love myself. <laughs> if you don't love me, if you don't like me, oh well, it don't matter. I love myself. Huh. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Matter of fact, I love my I'm off the rating. I'm off this scale. I'm a I thousand. Like I love person. myself. I thousand like percent. Person. Oh, I like cannot. Question. You are. I like that question. <laughs> I okay. get on my own nerves sometimes, but I still I love myself a whole lot. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna okay. say eight. Okay, eight's not bad. Eight's not bad at all. It's still pretty high. Yeah. Okay. Are there any circumstances? Okay. It's about to expose people. Are there any circumstances where you would date a close friend's ex? No. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> no. no. Okay, I laugh because I know a situation, but we're not gonna talk about that. But nah, I would not date mm-hmm. a close friend's ex. What if what if no. this was like an ex from elementary school? But you know, people got like childhood crushes and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, okay, that was your ch- boy. We would we would peak. We were both. We ain't even hit though. puberty yet. That don't count. Oh man, we didn't know count. what love was. That was puppy love. We didn't know what love was. Our faces ain't even so, the same. That don't so count. So what? What age does it matter? Like that? You know? I feel like middle school, high school, college, high high school and above, like. Like if it's before high uh, school, because it's it's some it's some people that I know have been dating since middle school that are still together to this day. Okay, so they still I feel together. Like middle school is, they still together though. It's kind of the age where 
it's kind of like, eh, I wouldn't do that. that. That's just me, though. Okay, does it matter how long they dated, too? So, like, okay. So it does well, Say it was a middle school uh, relationship or whatever. You dated in, like, sixth grade and you stopped. And then you kind of, like, had this, like, on and off thing, maybe, for, like, the next couple years. And then it was like, eh, not really. So that's then, going through high school in the next couple years. Right. That's that's a long time. Okay, so because it reached high school. It's a long yeah. time, bro. That's why I say middle school, middle school to college, middle school and up. That's why I say that. Okay. Some middle schoolers do they all they through either up until high school or kind of through high school into college. So that's why I say that's off limits. Too. Okay, we 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 gonna put it like this. If y'all dated by by the time you were teenager, okay, mm-hmm. if there was dating involved as a teenager, mm-hmm. I ain't messing with you. Okay. Okay. Can't do it. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's funny. I think I got a couple more questions. A couple more questions. Okay. Next question. Would you ever date a coworker? Why or why not? No, never mix business with pleasure. I wanted to at one time, but it's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a very bad idea because you and that person get into it and then that person decides they want to mess with another coworker. Now you sitting there looking crazy like you want to fight both up. Oh, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Not seen. I I, I seen people. I'm not condoning violence, but I've seen it. I've seen I've seen people date coworkers. I wouldn't do it. Because especially because especially because depending on where you work, everybody who co coworkers are your friends too. And then if y'all split up, then there's a whole bunch of nonsense with coworkers. Who's who's staying friends with who? Who Yeah. Okay. So okay. Cool. 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 So I got two more questions. I like this question. Would you tell a friend you felt like they were being cheated on if you didn't have concrete proof? No. No, if I don't have proof, I'm not going to say that. If I don't got proof, like, what you mean? Okay. Like, unless the the circumstantial evidence was, like, overwhelming, then I'd be like... But, yeah, like, say you had circumstances... Like, okay, maybe you ain't see, like, screenshots of text messages, but you see, like, like little behaviors. Like, they coming home later from work or, like... Like, like, okay, so... Like, unexplainable behavior. Here's an example. Like, that conversation we had that one evening with the one dude... I can't remember. remember all. I know what you're talking, about, but I can't remember all that we talked about. Remember, so remember how we talked about we fit we because because she was accusing him of cheating. So that means she was. Remember, remember, remember why we said that because she was accusing him of cheating and all of that other stuff, even okay. though he wasn't doing anything. Right. Okay. So if it's a situation like that where it's like certain and then and then and then and then she would throw out stuff like, well, if you gonna cheat, I'm gonna cheat back and stuff like oh, that. Wait. She would say that to him. Wait okay, a minute. Okay, okay, okay. Like if it's that kind of stuff, yeah, I'm gonna be like, Man, your girl cheating on you, or girl, your man cheating on you. I would like in that situation, yes, I would I would right. probably so throw again, that there is no concrete proof, but There's you're no basing proof. it off of but like the circumstantial evidence is crazy. Yes, I okay. would say so. Otherwise, I'm just no. gonna say pay attention to your man, sis, or bro, pay attention to your girl. Like, yeah, because from the outside looking in, you know, because you don't, you won't know that person the way that they know. Them know. That's why I say just pay attention to the signs. 
Now, if I had some hardcore proof, I'm like, hey, mm -hmm. I've seen this person at this place at this time with this other with person. This person. Yeah. yeah, I would probably say something like, "Yo, yo, yo, girl, moving kind of crazy, or yo, man, moving kind of crazy." Like, no, nah, I'm gonna take, I'm, I'm gonna take pictures. But in, but in, but in the city, real like, FBI. Like, once we get hey. to the concrete evidence, like I seen you, like, bro, I'm calling you. I'd be like, "Hey, yo, <laughs> get over here right now." I don't no, care what you're there's doing. A, there's a process now. You can't, you can't expose yourself too quickly. You might gotta follow them for a couple days. No, ain't make no process. Sure, like, Bring your tail over here, right? I'm I'm witnessing the cheating and, occur. Yeah, make sure what you see. Why you gotta get the picture in the video? And yeah, because again, if, if they if they out with a coworker and you assume that you know just because like say they all went to like a restaurant or whatever and the two of them decide to walk to, to the bar and everybody else sitting at the table or something like that, you know what I mean? And I see all I see is you sitting at the bar trying to probably get stuff for for everybody else. And you like, oh, he with this woman, and you don't know the situation. You know what I mean? No, so like, okay, I see I'm that waiting, one day, and then I'm waiting for like some actual action to be happening. Some like, some I'm people not, will, some people won't. That's why I'm, I'm like, sometimes it's some, oh, I just seen you, I just seen you out somewhere with somebody that ain't your girl. I just seen you outside with somebody that ain't your man. That's not how life works, because because we adults, we we be out with people. But, but some like, people do that. That's a, that's why I'm saying you got to make sure that if you do it because you can't get yourself caught up because then what you don't want to happen is you cause a situation that don't exist. That's why I'm saying like take the time to really know what's going on. So like that one day I might see you do this and then I'm like, okay, maybe that's not that's not what's going on. So like the more I pay attention, it's like, okay, now I see you with somebody else and a different person and then now I don't see you with a group. So maybe something's going on there. So you know what basically, I mean? Basically, like, you need to be on your piazza. Yes, you gotta investigate. Investigate. If y'all need a, a an investigator, go ahead and call me because I I find stuff out quick for you. Lord Jesus. Now listen, don't be uh sneaking in nobody's houses. <laughs> don't be hiding in nobody's trunk. Don't be hiding under nobody's bed. Don't be doing that. Okay. That's I don't do that. I don't do that. That is that is, that is breaking and entering. At that, that point, I'm not trying to catch a charge. Let them go. <laughs> Just let them go. All right, uh, last question. What's the best pickup line you've ever heard? Hold oh. <laughs> on. I don't even know. What, you, what have you heard, Joe? Um, I don't think I've ever had a pickup line. I mean, people have hit on me in very weird ways and said some really yeah. weird things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I would say the one, no. the most off the wall one I have got, I wouldn't even say it's like a pickup line, but he DM'd me on Instagram one day and was like, hey, I need, I need some advice. I need a female's, well, a woman's perspective on something. Um, can Girl, you call I me? Girl, bye. Or can I have your number or something Girl, like bye. that? Hey, I was like, hey. hold on. <laughs> what you need my number for? You could you could just you could just text it right here in, in, in mm. the chat and go um, about your business. But yeah, he tried to get my number by asking me for advice. That's that's an interesting way to do it. I just thought that was funny. Yeah. I, I mean, you. definitely I've had a, a lot of people be very persistent, like I think most definitely. If if they approach you and they like you gotta 
you gotta um there was one guy that approached me at Walmart one time and was asking me if if I'm dating or I got a man, blah blah, whatever. And I'm like, no. Um, and then he was like, so I can't remember what he said. It was it was so uncomfortable because I'm thinking about two different situations. There was one time I said no, and that was weird because he like reversed his car and parked. <laughs> Oh no! And then followed me into the store. Oh, oh no. my god! Oh, I was very oh. uncomfortable. Oh no! Um, that was the one time that that happened. But the one time in Walmart, well, stop doing this. Stop yeah, for real. Like that's really uncomfortable. And I really, I watch a lot of Criminal Minds and stuff. Yeah, like, women, stop doing that stuff because, like, that's how women get snatched. Yeah, like if if I that's how you get pepper sprayed. A weapon is over with. You deserve like, it. Yeah, just don't do this stuff because it's weird. But I got approached in Walmart one time, and this guy was like, "You got a man?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Does your man allow you to have friends?" Oh, I hate that. You are Because first of all, you did not approach me on no friend stuff, bro. Stop doing this. Stop doing this. Stop asking a woman if she can't have friends. I can't have no friends. Wanted to be her friend. That's not the question you would ask her. That's what I'm saying. Like that type of stuff is so weird to me, and I'm just like, I feel you didn't come to me with the intention of trying to be my friend. You came to me with the intention of trying to get my number, and then he handed me a business card that like had like very little information on it. Uh uh-uh. uh, that's 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 shady. That's that's. You know what was crazy? Like I was in because I was working at the daycare at the time. I was in the baby aisle trying to buy a crib. Man, so you don't know if I got kids or nothing. You trying to get my number? No, the Lord protected you that day because I feel like that's on some sex trafficking type stuff. That, bro, I'm telling. That was so. I'm. I've had some very weird experiences. One, like I will never forget the man. Really, like he was in his car, bro. He was in his car pulling out of the parking lot. I was walking into the store. This man, I heard him. I had my headphones in. And I do that on purpose because I really no. don't like talking to me. But I heard him yelling, and I'm like, "You're not about to yell at me! Like that's disrespectful." That so reminded me of something. Store, and I saw, I saw him reverse his car, but I was trying so hard to ignore it. So I'm walking in between aisles, trying to like, you know, dot like lose myself in the store or something. And I'm like hoping he wouldn't find me, but obviously I had to stop because I'm in the store looking for stuff. And this man really reversed, parked his car, got out his car, found me in the store and approached me, asked me, I was, he was like, you got a man? I said, no. He was like, well, he was like, are you dating? I said, no. He was like, you got a boyfriend? I said, no. He was like, oh, so you got a husband? I said, no. He was like, can I take you out to dinner? No. Service, announcement, disclaimer, whatever you want to call it. He's like, you don't like to eat? doing this. Yeah, I like to eat. You want to buy my groceries? Like, what, what, what do you want? I I need to address the brothers out here because I was was working at a at a phone repair store a few years ago. They had two locations. So in the morning, I would work at one location and in the afternoon, I would go to the other location like a couple blocks down. Um, so one particular morning I was at the first location, you know, I was at the cash register checking people out. It was this one guy who came in. He was getting his phone fixed. He was trying to shoot his shot at me the whole entire time he was there. I'm mm-hmm. turning him down. I'm not at all. So um, it comes time for me to go to the other location. Tell me why 30 minutes later, the same guy came into that location mm-hmm. trying to shoot his shot at me. 
Oh no. no. See, this first this of all, how did you know I was here? This he did it like two days in a row. These people, uh-uh. See, that right there, I would have quit my job right then and there. Like, stop back. it, y'all. Stop I it. That is sick. That that that, that just creeped me out. That just that, that story reminded me of that's that interaction I had. Yeah. But I anyway, guess. John. Sorry, I've had some funny, funny experiences though. Not gonna lie, like there was one time I'm was sorry. There was one time I was working downtown Baltimore. Yep, I remember this one. <laughs> I was I, I worked on I was working at the attorney general's office at the end of the corner. There was a Starbucks. So I was walking to Starbucks after work. And this homeless man was just walking past. And then he he at first tried to speak to me like he was trying to say, like say hey or something, but I kept moving. And then he was like, "Damn, you luscious!" And I stood there a straight face, bro. I was laughing the whole way to the Starbucks because no, that was bro. I remember. I remember. I never had nobody call me luscious before in my life. That was hilarious. Nah, the worst part is me picking her up after work and her telling me this, and I'm like, "Hey, yo." What Yo, is going on? Like, what is wrong with these dudes? Like, why are you saying things like this? I'm gonna call you that next time I see. What was that, blushes? That was my name. I had, you know, in like the group chats when you can change your name in the group chats. I changed my name to Luscious for the longest time. <laughs> I was so that is funny. I believe this is this is actually what men are out here saying to women. Right. And thinking this is okay, like bro, she is not food. Facts. Okay, okay. The key, like, the key. Well, this isn't even. That's not even a food descriptor. That's a hair descriptor. She's not hair. It, what are you doing? Feel good. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, ooh, because <laughs> <laughs> it was so different. Like, and that's the thing, though, because of all of like the weird cat calling that that we get. Sometimes it's just good to hear something different. You know what I mean? Like, hey, so sometimes, yeah, I appreciate the different approach. I don't like the hey, ma, but if somebody be like, hey, excuse me, man, I might be interested in talking to you. You know what I mean? So when he did that, I wasn't going to talk to the homeless man, but still, it really did make me laugh because it's like, yo, that was. Oh my different. God. That was I don't think you ever told me he was homeless, bro. Huh? I don't think you ever told me he was homeless. Oh, my bad. He well, he was something. He was definitely a bum on the street because he was just I don't know. He might not have been homeless, but you know, it's downtown Baltimore. Like they some crazies out there. Yeah. So he definitely wasn't anybody that walked out of one of them buildings. Unless he walked out the courthouse. Now that's a whole different problem. Well, I got college doors for days. Yeah. Okay, so all right, let me ask a couple more questions because y'all request a couple more questions. Okay. Um, let me ask this. You and your best friend in love with the same person. <laughs> what happens next? Oh my God. That's the devil. <laughs> he y'all blame me for both of us. How right. did that even happen? That's the real question. No, nah, for real. How does like, that happen? I tell my best friend everything. So at some point, we would have talked about this man. So if you fall in love with him, that means you had a, you, you, in, in your mind, you had it in your mind already. Exactly, and you y'all was being secretive, so that's not really your friend. I ain't gonna hold you. We might, you, you might have to see my hands. I don't. I just about to say we gonna have to scrap. 
You might have Dang, to like, what you not gonna do, sis. Cause like you my homie. How can you do that? Like that's you not about to fight, yo. Yeah, you gotta see me. You got to see me. I done talked buku noise about this man. I done confided to you, confided to you about this man for you to turn around and be like and, and, and be in love with this man too. Oh yeah, you gotta see me. Most of okay, okay. All right, so on that note, <laughs> you can only save one person, your best friend or your significant other. If me and my son are married out the gate, I'm saving my husband. Right. It's a significant other. Ooh, somebody car gets stolen. It says significant other. I'm just gonna say we married, so I'm saving my husband. So if it's not your husband, I got you, bestie. (laughs) Oh Lord. If you ain't my wife, that's my bestie. I'm sorry. You not. Wait, this man might be my husband though. But you don't know that yet. What if what if it's not Boaz? Mm-hmm. What if it's the other dude? And your best friend just saved you. But what if I miss my blessing by saving by saving my best friend and let him go? What if he is my Boaz? Then you just let your best friend die. But if I save my best friend, I let my Boaz die. What if your best friend was Naomi? Oh <laughs> ah. the answer is my best friend unless that's my wife i'm i'm sticking with that okay yeah right what y'all say unless he's my husband I'm okay my best friend all right all right all right let me see if i can get one more question one more question Okay, let's see how superficial people are. Oh, Lord. If you get proposed to um, with the cheapest engagement ring they could find. I don't know how that works, but okay. Would you wear it? Why or why not? How cheap? This says it's the cheapest engagement ring he could find. Because to be honest, he can go to Walmart and buy me an $80 to $100 ring and I'll be satisfied because they got some nice rings at Walmart and Sam's Club. I don't know if y'all seen it in the jewelry area of some stores, but I mean, that don't matter to me. The ring is just a symbol. Okay. Heard. Now I want every last one of y'all, uh, Christian, Carlson, and family members to uh, comment below because uh, I need to know what y'all thoughts are on that one. All right, I think that's it. I think that's it. I think. That's would all. you buy your girl a cheap ring to propose with, Doug? I guess it would depend on how much I can afford. Because I be hearing these rings be costing like arms and legs and whatnot. And I'm, not that, I'm not that type of spender to begin with. So Go to Walmart. Spend eighty to hundred dollars on a nice like, ring. They be talking about uh, three months salary and whatnot. Three months salary is a lot of money. I don't, I don't, I don't think people recognize how much money three months salary is. And three months salary, then y'all need your other bills to get paid. That part, yeah. like 
Like three months, literally for me to spend three months salary on a ring, that means I got to be saving three months salary, which means I probably have at least two streams of income. Otherwise, I ain't, I ain't going to be able to spend three months salary on a ring. So honestly, if I can, if I can afford to do it, I would spend the money. But if I can't afford to do it, you finna get what I can find for you. It's going to be the most beautiful ring I can find. But mm, and I, ain't I, found finna, one. I ain't finna pay an arm and a leg, bro. This one right. $160 and it's very nice. Well, not you looking at rings. Anyway. <laughs> Says the girl who don't want to get married. I'm not getting married. Right. I'm trying to help y'all out. I don't want to get married. Nope. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Anyway. <laughs> why y'all? Why? Let me stop playing, because if this man ever get on one knee and propose to me, I'm probably going to say yeah. But that's a story for another day. Anyway. Hey, yo, wait a minute. Why are you dropping that gem on the end of the... I'm going to call you, sis, on the end of the... That's mad crazy. That's mad crazy. You see how she do us, I got to work in the morning. You see how she do us, Okay, and I got the youth rally at 6.30 in the morning. I'm calling you. Bruh, on the, on that note, on that note, while these two while these two handle their business, yeah. we love y'all. We Just appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Hey, I'm trying to do the outro here. Behave. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening. We appreciate y'all. We hope y'all join us. Thank you for coming back. This is episode eleven, y'all. Another yes, hand clap. Episode eleven, y'all. We out here. And oh, like we said, also, yeah, go ahead. Go we ahead, reached 100 followers on Instagram. We Ooh. did. Ooh. Yeah. Yay. I don't be on social followers. media like that, but I did notice that. Yeah, we, we, we did. We, we did love that. you, Christian Colson and family. Y'all so supportive. Thank y'all for real. Like it's it's great. Like we have I really, will. we have really been. We have really, we have really appreciated having y'all around. So please continue to like, share, comment, all that good stuff. You know, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Take your mama, daddy, sister, brother, uncle to tell a friend. We here. All that. You know, you know the vibes. And make sure y'all continue to comment, especially on this one. Comment, please. Yes. We want to know what y'all have to say. Every last one of them questions we need to answer to. Comment below. Thanks. Yeah, there's there's a lot coming. We bringing a lot out here. See y'all next week at the Christian Call Center when Jesus is on the main line and we're online too. Hey.